Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, gents. Day 14 of our quarantine. <laughs> so are you shelter-in-place quarantine? Like nobody leaves the house and you've stockpiled food for three weeks? Yeah. Or is it, oh, we still do occasional errands out to the store? No, we've been told we, we're encouraged to get things by delivery, if at all possible. 
if it is possible, it should be delivered. And then it should be left outside in the sun and it's raining. (laughs) And then, (laughs) yeah. Because I heard like restaurants were relying on like Uber Eats, but I guess that's an issue now because people don't want to be drivers exposed to stuff so that that's in some parts of the country that's not an option anymore yeah i don't i had not heard that wow. uh we yeah. we're instacarting groceries we're you know we're okay. doing the same thing everybody else is doing there's no news here what are you doing no, are you do have any news to see here <laughs> you know, like we're just we're all just in we're all fine here how are you all fine we're all good <laughs> exactly yeah no, uh, uh, it's been, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been good. And weirdly, I have not watched enough movies, uh, you, you know? Me too. It's very strange. Me it's been too. very busy. Yes. We're reinventing school here. So that right. sort of like <laughs> exactly. eats my day up. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll get to work from home. Like, oh my God. I start off with the list of like, okay, these are my five things that I really need to get done today. And by one o'clock, I'm like, well, here's 15 new things yeah. that are top priority that just push everything else. And yeah, I mean, it's. It's been, I'm optimistic about our broken education system actually being better on the other side of this, uh, because I think it's going to push, push us out of, out of the old into the new. But because of that, I, I'm like Criterion Channel, there's a whole bunch of stuff I've been wanting to watch and they've got next month, April, it's like their one year anniversary. They've got a whole bunch of fun stuff coming there. And I'm like, I have not been able to watch enough stuff. Yeah. It's real trouble. Yeah. Andy? I've been trying to watch something a day. Okay. So, uh, for the most part, you know, I've been pretty good at it. Sometimes I, um, you know, if I start too late, unfortunately, I'll fall asleep like, uh, yes, like usual. So I just have to roll with that. But otherwise, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, squeezing in quite a bit more than you guys. Yeah. Well, at least we're still, we're still on our, Friday night movie night schedule, still watching shows for the sh- movies for the show. So that's something. Yeah. I'm fitting something yes. in. Uh, and so that's good. That's tough. Well, last week, you know, I really burned through, I don't know if it's last week, I'm losing all track of time now. Um, but I burned through a whole lot of Buster Keaton shorts. And so that makes you feel like you're watching a lot because those are only 20 yeah. minutes each. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I just plowed through a ton over a fairly short period of time so that made my letterboxed uh, i I just i remember that day actually i remember that day in history (laughs) when andy watched all of buster keaton (laughs) it was like from the 14th to the 17th was a big day yeah saint patrick's day that's right that's right Hey, uh, we haven't talked about this uh, enough yet, for sure. And with all of the, uh, it's it's hard to launch a, a new season of a new show in the middle of a <laughs> of a national crisis, but we managed to do it. And I don't think we've we've talked about it here, but we're we just wrapped up week two of season two of uh, Marvel Movie Minute, and uh, Kyle and Rob are have taken the helm of the show, and they're doing a great job. And so, if you are if you were were a subscriber last year and you may be unsubscribed because you were waiting for Pete and Andy to figure things out. We have figured it out now and it's handed off to two really quality guys to do the work. And uh, so they've been doing a great job. So make sure to catch up. You're only 10 episodes in and um, so it's it's easily bingeable. 
during this well, time. You love the Incredible Hulk or hate it. It's you will, well you worth know checking what? out. There's a the, lot of interesting stuff in there. I have yet to see the first one, but I believe that the iTunes reviews of that show should lead with better than the movie, the podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm gunning for. That's what I'm this gunning isn't for. Hulk, okay. Pete. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't that bad. I, I, I quite enjoy it. But uh, anyhow. All right. So Marvel Movement Season 2, we're finer podcasters, sir. The movie industry the, is down. The theater industry is down. Uh, last week was down 97% revenues. Surprising no one because no one was going to movies. Um, and I don't know about you guys. Our theaters, uh, the big chains had already closed. But as of Monday of last week, they were deemed inessential businesses and they were closed during the shutdown. So there are no movies anywhere, even the smaller houses. Will they recover? They'll figure something out. I just, I I think they're like Steve and everybody else trying to figure things out in their own industry. And they're just going, okay, so what does this mean? How do we make money back now? Are we going to do $20 you know, releases now uh, of streaming where people pay $20 to have access to it or what, what are we going to do? You know, I mean, a lot of people love the idea of the big screen. I know I certainly do. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a huge change and I don't know, I really don't know how they're going to, it's just going to require a lot of shifts, a lot of uh, new ways of, of approaching things. I think what's interesting about it is a behavioral thing more than anything else. I think it's way too soon for anybody to prognosticate about what's going to happen with the the industry. But we can start to see how just human behavior shifts and habits shift. And, you know, are you going to be able to peel people out of their living rooms if the studios, you know, continue releasing uh, movies, if these windows have been smashed, these release windows have been smashed in any way, shape, or form. Like, I, 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 sure, I like the theatrical experience for the big movies. I love Atmos for the big movies, but I sure do like watching them in my living room, too. Yeah, I think, I mean, to me, a lot of things, I, in my opinion, this is just accelerating trends. I mean, because there's been these movies, and JJ and I talk about this on Trey the Rewind all the time, these films that will release in, you know, opening weekend, four theaters, and they grow to maybe 180 screens, and they're in the theater for like a month or two, and then it's, you know, another four weeks in there on Blu-ray or or streaming services. And it's it's like it's this old habit of we have to put them on screens for some reason. And I know there's the Oscar consideration, all of those things. I mean, it's like the phone books. I have to yell at the guy when he comes down there. I'm like, no, I don't want the yellow pages. Why? Who's buying advertising in those things? It's like this these old habits. And hopefully this will break this. And some of the smaller films, maybe they'll realize there's a better mo- model for distribution to get it in audiences. It'll be more lucrative for them. And the theaters will, it'll be the big, you know, tentpole releases or movies that are a big draw. And that's what the market has been shifting towards. And I think there will always be a place for the big movies. You'll always be able to see Fast and Furious 12 at home, but being able to see it in Atmos, IMAX, what parabolic screens, whatever they come out with next, there'll always be that group experience. And to me, that's the other part of it is that group experience. I watched, you know, 
having to watch, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon from his front porch. It's like, as funny as those jokes are, when there's no audience there with you, as it's a screaming audience, yeah. it, it's grim. And I think that's the same thing with, uh, you know, Andy, when we went and saw The Hunt. I, you know, I could watch that here at home by myself. There's something about seeing something that's ridiculously gory and violent and really darkly comic in a group of people. You feel better about yourself laughing, knowing everybody else is laughing, rather than feeling like the weird creep watching it in your house, laughing or cackling, you know, alone. Or, or I still worse. felt like I was sitting with a weird creep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Even worse, though, you see a movie like that alone in your living room, yeah. and uh, I, I worry that you'll miss that it's funny at all and yes. think it's a manifesto. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, the local theater chain here harkens. We have some family friends whose sons actually work there, and they're even though the theater's shut, they're still paying employees for a, a period of time, doing what they can to, you know take care of those, you know, employees. Um, but I, I saw, you know, AMC, they furloughed people, but even like the CEO is, you know, they're, I mean, they're like putting pause be, on their whole business model. It says uh, furloughed corporate employees, this is in Variety, furloughed corporate employees will retain their active employment status, including health benefits. Um, they borrowed, AMC borrowed $304 million from two pre-existing credit facilities on March 20th in response to this crisis. So, We'll see how, and this is the thing, everybody's sort of taking a shot in the dark, guessing, well, we'll see if we can get through the next couple of weeks and then we'll, we'll go from there. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. So I, it's like, they're trying to put, put a pause on this. I think hoping optimistically that sometime this spring that people will be able to come back into, into the theaters. And sit three seats apart. And sit three seats apart. Sure. Hey, they just than, need to take no the seats that they've already put in with the recliners and just make them yeah. even wider. Yes, <laughs> they're just now they're couches, and yes, it's one, still one you just lay down. Ticket, please. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring a blankie and a pillow. Going to be great. Snuggly. It's going to be really interesting to see what the next actual like movie weekend is. Like, when is the next yeah. time? I mean, I guess a, a tro Trolls World Tour. May be it, but is there going to be anything in April, May, June? Who knows? When all of a sudden you have a weekend there that there are like three major releases, whether yeah. it's streaming. I mean, I'm at this point, I'm assuming streaming, you know, I mean, or are people just are, are all the studios going to hold off on all these big things because they they want to make all the money off of the the. Uh, the big box office. I'm really curious how long it's going to take for them to figure something out before we actually have an actual movie release weekend again. No, it's, a, it's Troll, a good but question. Trolls is, they're going to yeah. try and do theater too. I mean, I know it's coming everywhere, but is it? They are, but I don't know. No, I mean, what is it? Drive-ins? I think drive-ins yeah. are the only place that yeah. <laughs> really there are screens yeah. open Isn't anymore. Isn't that a cruel cultural irony? Come it's on. <laughs> if those drive-ins could just have held on Two or three more decades. <laughs> that's right. So funny. Uh, so that's that is April tenth, according to Collider. We've got some digital yeah. releases. Um, uh, the end of March. Birds of Prey. Doolittle. Doolittle. Hey guys. Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Bagpipes. Uh -huh. Anybody? Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out VOD on March thirtieth. Bad Boys for Life March thirty first. Uh, April seventh. Birds of Prey. Like a boss. So Trolls World Tour underwater is uh coming april 14th uh which is the um that's the um 
uh, Jessica so Henwick and Mamadou uh, Athi. Ma- Mamoudou, Mamoudou Athi uh, is, uh, they do a scary ocean movie. Uh, so that's fun. Oh, that's not the one that um, Kristen Stewart's in. What was that one called? No, that was in January. But that came was out that in called? January. Under, it wasn't underwater, but it was. It was uh, puddles. Mc- no, McCracken. It was it no, Andy. You're right. It was something close to that, though. It, it was, was underwater. Was it? I'm looking. It's called underwater. You're looking. It's called underwater. They're doing okay. another underwater movie. They're rebooting the franchise again. It's just so, you know. Good God. <laughs> underwater is yeah, it the Kristen same? Stewart, underwater deep sea monsters. Are you I, right? I think yeah. it must be this the same one. I know. Let me click on the link. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think it's just coming out. Yep. She is. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's really funny. You're making me feel like it was a totally different underwater movie. I'm like, wait a minute. This is Come on. We had had competing asteroid movies. Why not competing underwater movies? So I was just reading this article and it was all about, (laughs) uh, it was all about uh, uh, Jessica Henwick and and, uh, Mamadou Athi about, and they started going off on um, the Matrix sequel and Jurassic World 3 because they're in those movies. And I got very excited about that and forgot that Kristen Stewart was in underwater at all. I'm so Uh, glad there aren't two. You know what? We solved it. It's okay. There aren't two underwater movies, everybody. Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're all fine. So really, so Like a Boss was going to be a theatrical film. Yeah, Like a Boss, Trolls World Tour, and The Photograph. Yeah. Those are actual films that are skipping theatrical release. Everything else so far in the list is something that just had a really short theatrical release. Mm Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. So we're getting a few yeah. trickling out in April. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how, you know, when is James Bond going to hit? Are they going to actually release November. it in the fall or is it going to be? Yeah. They got it. We, we all still may be inside in November. Who knows? <laughs> you I'm just saying. <laughs> we may never Except be outside for those brave again. souls that will wander out into the plague and say, it's no time to die. I'm watching this movie. Oh, that's right. look what you did there. That's right. Yes, I did. I think that's all the news we have to talk about at all. Is that it? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the list. Well, is that's there? It, is Steve. there? That's it. What? You're not, nobody wants to talk about Iron Man three or Thor: The Dark World, it which is the worst. Voted, mar- it didn't get voted up. Fine. That's fine. No, I agree. No, it's this is a democracy. Yeah. That's it. Let's move on. The end. Trailers. Trailers. And uh, the trailer is yours, Steve. I know. I was surprised, and I. Um, I think it was before Andy posted this, um, I was sort of trending this way anyway, because there's nothing showing up in theaters. So for trailers, I'm looking at something that's hitting streaming, or actually I think it's now available, uh, maybe on, on rental or whatever, but I had not heard of this before. Somehow it flew under the radar. March 6th, I guess is when it hit a digital release or VOD or whatever we're calling that. But really unique movie. I love the look of this. It's called Swallow, uh, starring Haley Bennett, and she is uh, sort of the idealized housewife, or that's the role she's trying to play, um, and she finds herself increasingly compelled to consume small objects, which is a disease, I think, called uh, pica, where people eat inedible things. Um, And it's there's something about the tone of this film that just really grabbed me because it it it's clearly set 
you know, now because there's a scene where she's like on her phone playing Candy Crush or something, but it's really she's trying to recreate this like 50s, you know, sort of housewife thing. And I guess it's the idea of someone that's maybe more middle class, you know, marrying into wealth and having to fit into this world. And one of her ways of, you know, coping, I guess, I don't know, she just starts eating things. And it just looked really, I, I just love the look and feel of this film. What, how did you guys? And I guess I, you know, going back to uh, when I watched Raw, I guess I have a thing for women eating unusual things in movies. <laughs> I, so, so teenagers oh God. and uh, <laughs> women who eat weird things. Strange okay. list of films. Strange. <laughs> Look, stop talking. Look, this was. I haven't been this triggered by a trailer. Oh, really? In a long time. I was at the end of it. I was gripping the skin on my forehead, and my family had to ask me if I was okay. I was, it was a convulsive watch. It was that thing where she starts with the marble, and I think, oh, God, is she going to try to chew it? Is she going to break? Because she was chewing ice, and I thought, oh, maybe she's going to break her teeth. That would be bad. Then she swallows it. Then she's going into the toilet for it, and then she brings it out polished again. And then she does the tack. You guys, yeah. attack. I can't talk about it. I am, <laughs> this was horrible. This was the worst thing you've ever brought to this talk about. <laughs> Hands down, the worst thing. It was terrible. Wow. Oh, okay. I I uh, almost picked this trailer oh, uh, probably okay. a month ago or so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I thought it looked really interesting. And I don't, I think I just ended up there was a different trailer that I went with sure, and sure. I had forgotten about it. It's probably one that I said, I'll save that for next week and then promptly yeah. forgot about it. Cause I saw something else. I, I also find it to be really intriguing. I also find it to be horrifying. Um, the things that she ends up starting to swallow. And then like later she putting in like a giant nail sort of, it's still like, it yeah. goes down a dark road, but I find it incredibly intriguing and, uh, kind of a thriller, like a, a really, disturbing psychological thriller i find it fascinating and think it'd be a really interesting film so i'm very curious about this one okay i'm and it's, never uh, gonna see this movie <laughs> <laughs> it's first uh so writer director carlo mirabella davis uh this is first feature i've seen he's got uh, director credit on three shorts oh and a code director credit on a documentary called The Swell Season. Uh, so, like, first feature-length film. And then the the critics were raving about Haley Bennett's performance in this, and the name didn't ring a bell with me, but then I look, and she's been in a lot of things that I've seen, so I just don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen The Magnificent Seven or The Equalizer and Hardcore Henry. So, hmm. looking forward to this. So. Interesting. Yeah. Pete, Pete, have JJ over. You guys can sit down and just, you and know. And not watch hold. this movie. Great idea. We'll do other things. We will eat a cake. Only cake. Not the forks or the plates. Only the cake. My okay. trailer, speaking of cake, gentlemen, if I may, my trailer is The Platform. The Platform, if you imagine, you've heard me talk about Cube. Right. Yes. Now, I'm quite a fan of Cube irrationally exuberant about that movie. So you take Cube, except for it's not a cube. It's stretched out. It's a, it's, it's a column of cube. And in the middle of every room is just hollow. And 
on every level of each room are prisoners, two prisoners. Can you imagine it? Are you with me, listener? So two prisoners, they wake up and they're in this prison that is a giant never-ending tower and in the middle is hollow and you can see the other prisoners above you and it goes up never-ending, it goes down never-ending and once a day, once a day, a food platform drops down the middle and stops at each cell and you have two minutes to eat as much as you can for the day. It is, it, and, and then it keeps going down. It keeps going down. And by the end, what's at the bottom? We'll never know because the trailer doesn't tell us. But that is the concept of the platform. I am deeply intrigued by this movie. As far as I know, they're only eating food. And that is very exciting. That is on point. For clearly for for Pete's movies, but but uh, is it food? Is it edible food that they get? It's leftovers. It's like leftovers. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, fine. it's whatever okay. the people above you didn't eat. That's right. That's right. Or or as or, far as I know, or, there was a, there's people, a little clip that's people, right the very yeah. first one when they start eating. It's beautiful yeah. food, and the food just oh, gets sure. worse as it gets worse. picked over yes. and shoveled through, and and yes. it is a uh, it looks like my kind of. Uh, thriller, Panopticon Nightmare. nightmare. Sure. And so uh, I thought this looked really uh, great. It is, uh, is this a Spanish film? Yes. Uh, and the so the trailer that I originally watched was dubbed poorly, uh, but it turns out Andy found the right one. So the one in the show notes is actually uh, not dubbed, or not uh, uh, dubbed. It's not terrible. What do you guys think? From uh, Galdr Gaztulu Uruchia uh, and writer David DeSola, The Platform. What do you think? I was very perplexed as to how the platform moves up and down because you see it from the top and there's yeah. nothing, nothing no, uh, it's, holding it's, it. It's magical it floating. It's a magical nothing. floaty platform. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, so it removes kind of the any sort of scientific element of this sort of prison. It becomes very fantastical. Um, that being said, I love the whole concept. I think it looks incredible. And just like Cube, which I also am a fan of, I think that this looks like it could be a really interesting exploration of of the whole idea of prisoners and equality. And as one prisoner points out, if everybody only took what they needed, there would be room for everybody all the way to the bottom. But that's not how it functions and it so it becomes this interesting metaphor of society and so i am very intrigued to see how they pull all of it off and if the messaging comes through strongly if netflix doesn't screw it up when they dub it like they did with the trailer and uh, release it uh, i'm very curious well it's on netflix right yeah now. it opened just Isn't a couple it? days it, ago yeah was it okay yeah. I, it showed up in my list of things it reminded me of and i don't know if either of you ever saw this short but uh one of our one of our favorite directors here on the next real denny villanueve directed a short called next floor which is a related concept because you've got a bunch of people sitting around eating food at this table and waiters keep bringing in food and the people keep eating and eating until they break through the floor and drop down to the next floor and then more food comes in and they keep eating and there's just scraps and garbage of food and everything and they just keep eating as they break through these floors in this tall building again sort of some type of commentary on society and wealth and all that but it reminded me of that as i saw that huge platform full of food falling down through and getting in worse and worse conditions so i yes i'm i've never even uh, heard of that i I haven't haven't heard of it now it's all i want to watch that's my thing it came out on the 20th and uh, you should go watch it oh yeah yeah totally up for that yep i'm very curious about that one 
Well, for mine, I went with a film that uh, Corey Finley directed, uh, written by a script by Mike Mikowski, who wrote it based on uh, his time in high school and events that actually happened there. The film is Bad Education, and it stars Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney, Ray Romano, Geraldine uh, Viswanathan, just a bunch of other people. Uh, I really am curious about... Uh, this one, because I, I think Hugh Jackman looks great in it. It's kind of a dark comedy is kind of the way that the t- trailer plays of a, a principal running a school and trying to deal with, uh, you know, the things that schools deal with, trying to raise the the uh, the quality of the um, the school's rankings. But at the same time, now dealing with uh, an embezzlement scandal that has happened within trying to figure out who done it and why and uh, just seeing Hugh Jackman as kind of the center point of this you know whether he's being interviewed by one of the students or talking to his coworker Allison Janney or and Ray Romano everything about it looks really interesting uh it had pretty good buzz at the Toronto International Film Festival earlier um well I guess la- late last fall and um yeah I'm curious to see uh, what's going to happen with this one um what did you guys think I don't know the story so i was like it's like one of the you know biggest you know public school scandals i'm like i don't remember this so i don't know when or where this happened so i'm intrigued by this because i'm always interested to see how you dramatize what happens in a school because they're really boring places but there's always heightened drama there uh but a, a great cast and clearly they're stealing the poster concept from quiz show because you've just got like sort of the back of of hugh jackman's head there but i i'm surprised this has flown under the radar for so long because you figure with with this cast i would have you would have heard something about this but i guess in this environment it's always a struggle of of how to release something like this because although it has big names this is one I don't see drawing lots of people into the the theaters for it. Um, because again, I, I don't know. I'm interested because this is my field, but other than that, I don't know how interesting this is going to be for, you know, people that weren't involved with or know much about this scandal. That was my question. Well, but that's I, like I, anything. Yeah. Like, do yeah. you have to yeah. know about the scandal for it to be an interesting uh, uh, story? Oh, no, I think it will be. But as far as as drawing people into it until word of mouth gets out. And I think that's why it's like we see the, you know, Hugh Jackman's greatest performance ever. You know, they're trying to, to really push that because I think the story in itself um, just it does isn't going to draw people out of their homes to the theaters to see something like this. But I, I'm all on board for this. I think this looks great. Yeah, I, I actually, I I think both of these are n- names, you know, worth going to the theater to see. I love Allison Janney, loved her since West Wing. I think she's incredibly funny. Uh, and Hugh Jackman, you know, song and dance man. Yeah. I trust him. Whatever he's going to do, I'm going to watch it. So I, I thought, you know, you bring those two things. Uh, it's a good trailer. It's cut together intelligently. It it brings up all of the the sort of anxiety of of dealing with be, being a leader in a questionable leadership situation. And um, uh, I I think it looks uh, I think it looks great. I've, I hadn't seen it until minutes ago. And uh, it's now probably apart from my prison food movie. It's the movie I'm looking forward to seeing the most on our list. <laughs> well, you'll be uh, happy to know it was a New York school district where this happened, the okay. Roslyn 
school district. Um, I, I'm looking at an article and I hesitate sending it to you guys. I hesitate uh, having it posted because it's going to give a lot of the story away. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't get this from the trailer at all. And now I know who done it. So it's a, it's a really interesting surprise because the trailer, uh, yes, you know, I, so I won't send it. But if you are interested, you're certainly welcome to dig around online for it. The information is out there. The film itself, it's actually going straight to HBO. HBO will, yeah. they picked it up and it's going to be playing there April 25th. 2020 so that nice. date likely will be sticking all right so there nice you go. nice that's great yeah uh okay that's it we got that's all three trailers yeah that is all three trailers we've that done means it. we get to re-rank some movies right Woo! it does mean Andy? we get to re-rank yeah. some movies let's do it okay gonna jump into flick chart and we are going to re-rank some of the stuff that we have ranked on the show and see if things shift around First up, we have the brood or sea biscuit. Absolutely, sea biscuit. <laughs> I would rather mash these up than rank them. <laughs> I would like to see sea biscuit trying to run that last lap covered in anger babies. <laughs> Those rage babies are an un- underutilized cinema trope. I am also going to go sea biscuit. All right. Seabiscuit takes it. The Brood, is that the one that you did watch, Steve? Yes, I saw that one, but I That's have not seen... the one seen... that you're like, I'm not watching anything I'm not else watching from Crow this Bird. director. And right, I haven't okay. seen Seabiscuit still, so... I know. Or The Born Legacy or Die Hard with a Vengeance. Number three versus number uh, <laughs> Wait, four. Born Legacy? Oh, was that the one we did on the film board? That's the Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner? Yeah. Jeremy oh. Renner. I, I think I I'm going to be uh, Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance. With the vengeance, the Jeremy Irons, Samuel yeah. Jackson one? Yes. yes. It's got I, its I problems, concur. but so but does still, Born Legacy. So yes. does Born Legacy. Yes. Uh, it only was a five-point shift. I heard with okay. vengeance went from 306 to 301. All right. Fistful of Dollars or Ocean's 13. Oh, Fistful of Dollars for me. Oh, 13? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think fist, fist for me, too. Yes. That held steady at 299. Next up, Infernal Affairs or Up in the Air. I will take Up in the Air, please. Up in the Air. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's been a long time since I've seen 55. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty high on our chart. Next up, Hot Fuzz from the Cornetto Trilogy or Apollo 13. Oh, I love me some Hot Fuzz, but it is Apollo 13. I got to go with Tom Hanks in space. So, again... Not if I had one TV in both movies, but if I had two TVs and two movies, where would my eyes go? I think I would be watching Hot Fuzz. <laughs> the strangest rules that you come up with. <laughs> now, so if, I, if I close my left eye, does my right <laughs> eye naturally drift to the left or does it stay on the right? <laughs> you live for these minute moments. You live for them. Uh, I, I don't even understand. It's like, yeah. I don't even understand yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's just like oh. I don't know I, how do I comp- how do I argue with that? It's like yeah, okay, I know you see uh, what I've done strange there. Strange little point. The levy, the levy, the Pete levy. It's Apollo I'm gonna thirteen. Hundred percent. I'm going to go with Andy with Apollo thirteen because there's something the way that is just constructed. It's one of those movies that we in our household like to call a perfect movie because no matter what point you start watching that, you're just you're pulled in for the rest of it, and you yeah, can't no, it's, stop. Yeah, yeah. Here, right. here. Apollo thirteen held steady. At 178. Yeah, of okay. 
E.T. the Extraterrestrial, or For Whom the Bell Tolls, from our Ingrid Bergman series. Definitely E.T. E.T. Steve has not seen For Whom the Bell Tolls. I have not. E.T. remained at spot seven. Way up high. Star Trek Generations. (laughs) (laughs) Or Ocean's Eleven, the 1960 version. That was garbage. I will I will watch Star, <laughs> Star Trek, Star Trek Generation over yeah. straight up garbage. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Oh God. Oh, that's uh, held yeah. steady in spot four thirty. Okay, four thirty out of four forty six. Just so Ooh. you know, those were two low spots battling <laughs> wow. it out. Oh, here's one we haven't talked about in a long time: Son of the Bride from our Ricardo Darín series, or the girl who played with fire. Um, wow. I think I am. Wait, Son of the Bride. Was that the, that, uh, was the, um. That's the one with his mom who's got, uh. Oh, that uh, was so good. Yeah. She, what does she have? Is she's like dementia or. Uh, oh, I know. Pete Ricardo. was making funny hand gestures. Similar. Yeah, like no, this. I, cause I forgot that was not the one that was like oh. the, the, the vignette movie that we did of his. no that's wild tales that was wild tales son yeah. of the bride he's you know he doesn't he's a, really get along with his the parents italian restaurant right doesn't he right. he runs yeah, a his restaurant. parents oh. his parents own the restaurant his that's mom is ill yeah i'll say son of the bride yep also uh that helps steady in spot 154 next day we have dunkirk or more ricardo darin the secret in their eyes wow those are two uh top-notch movies right there I'm, like those uh, are both straight up five stars for me uh, yeah Oh, that's. I got a secret in their eyes. Really? Oh yeah. I was just going for Dunkirk. I've only Steve. seen Dunkirk. I've only seen Dunkirk. So, Crack. yeah. Well, we're gonna have to. Uh, You're gonna wrestle. <laughs> yeah. We're shifting right. rock right. paper scissors to wrestle. <laughs> to wrestling. <laughs> But but because of social distancing, we're doing it on Zoom. <laughs> That's right. Did you see the rock paper scissors video that somebody done, did on? No, this wasn't really funny. He has a pair of scissors laying in front of him, and he has a rock, and then he has an alcoholic drink, and he does the one, two, three, and then he'll go to the scissors and he'll do the paper. And, he's like, ah, and then he takes a drink and he goes to the rock one two three scissors oh, takes a drink and he just keeps doing it <laughs> and just keeps drinking it's really funny <laughs> side okay. note that goes nowhere okay uh, we're I, was, I was wondering if it. I should hold on for the punchline or if we should just play <laughs> our rock paper scissors <laughs> yeah okay you ready okay yes I am alright oh, here we go one. Oh, one, two, three, scissors, scissors. Paper. rock Dang it. Oh. Yes, I won. <laughs> yeah, you won. But I, I said paper, but I threw rock, and I just am so blessed. Hashtag blessed. Oh, wait. You've... I said paper, but my hand said rock. It doesn't matter because were... people can't see what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I just outed right. myself. Dunkirk held steady in spot 65. Oh, okay. The Omega Man or All of Me. I will this say All the, of Me for this sure. This is the last yeah, one. All of Me. Okay. This is the last one. So okay. Sorry, Omega fans. All of me held steady in spot 116 on our chart. All right. There it is. There's the ranking yeah. for today. We didn't have much movement on the chart. No. Very little, no. in fact. So, all right. I guess that means it's time for the list. Time for the list. How'd we do? What are we talking about? 
So mm-hmm. over in our Show Talk channel, uh, this week we're talking about uh, Black Klansmen on the show. And in our Show Talk channel, we posted some poll options. The one that got the most votes was Undercover Cop Movies. So uh, unfortunately, Pete, we don't get to talk about Colorado movies. But so that's okay. That is a real shame. Right. That is okay. My is list is shame. long and distinguished, but I, I guess they'll never know. I know. Undercover Cop Movies it is. So All right. Steve, Steve, kick us off. Okay. So... Was it Andy? Were you the one that said that we got thrown a movie quote challenge by the nerd critic guys or something like that? I did say that, yes. Okay, so I I took that and I'm going to start with like a little quote here. See if you can guess what what my movie is. My first one. So my, this is my going on the list. So number three, bottom of my list, quote is, buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the face right now if you don't put your hands on the dash. It's it's right there. Is it a recent movie? No, it's from the 90s. What is it? That's Reservoir Dogs. Oh, oh, he's it's God. funny. I'm looking at that on my list. I'm staring at it. <laughs> I don't even remember that line from that movie. That's, he's telling the story, and it's like the he pulled, the guy gets pulled over, and the and he's like, "Okay, officer," and he's like reaching for the glove compartment. He's like, "Buddy, I'm gonna shoot you in the face." Wow, put your hands on the dash. That seems like an obscure line to pull from a Tarantino movie. I, I don't know. It's one that always stuck with me. <laughs> That's funny. That's when he's cool. telling That's the story. Good. So. Yeah, nice. but uh, th- that's uh, my first pick because I, you know, that is one that I don't, the first time I saw it, that just really stuck with me. And it's been a long time since I've seen it and I think it deserved a place there. Wow. I'm nice. not doing lines from anything. Okay. That was one that I had as a possible option, but uh, okay. I don't know if I'd call it a steal because I don't think I was going to include it, but it's a great choice. I am, um, I've got one from, let's just see, let's just see what happens to you guys when I say the year, 1973. Anything? Um, Al Pacino? Maybe. I feel like it's, uh, it starts with a S. It is an S, it's Serpico, Sidney Lumet, uh, Al Pacino, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Frank Serpico. It's about Frank Serpico, and um I don't know. What else do you got to say about Frank Serpico? Uh, it's a great uh, screenplay. Waldo Salt, Norman Wexler. Um, it is one of those Pete and Dad movies, eating crap, what, eating white bread, <laughs> drinking Cokes, and watching Serpico. Serpico. And uh, <laughs> those were the, those were 1973. Of course, I was one, so we were doing it <laughs> much, much later. <laughs> and uh, I, that was when I first uh, first started thinking, you know, I think I could draw, I could grow a beard because of Frank Serpico. <laughs> Serpico. And I don't know if you noticed this, I kind of wear my beard like Frank Serpico. And this is, it's because of Frank Serpico. Did you, are you saying that because you want us to start calling you Serpico? Serpico? God, is there a chance you would do that? No, actually, no. <laughs> no chance. Maybe if Pete had Steve a new Roll. Discord, if we, Pete had a new Discord name, I'd have to call him Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> You're a troll. All right. Andy? So I am jumping uh, a little even farther back than Pete. I'm jumping to 1949, a film by Anthony Mann that uh, it's it's a really interesting film that I think some might consider it to be noirish. Um, I know I have it because it's in a noir collection, um, but it's a really interesting film, beautiful black and white cinematography shot by John Alton. It's the film border incident with Ricardo Montalban, where he and um, another um, agent 
play. Uh, there's a Mexican agent and an American agent, and they are actually uh, they go undercover on the border to uh, uh, with Ricardo Montalban going undercover as a migrant worker. Um, being smuggled across the border because they're trying to stop the smugglers. It's a really interesting uh, look at the border. Uh, and it's interesting also because it's 1949 and it's very uh, topical today. A film that's definitely still worth checking out. It is Border Incident. I haven't even nope. heard of it. Nope. I'm not even kidding. Ricardo I didn't Montalban. think either of you would have heard of it, but it's definitely one that uh, I just wanted to put on the list because it's one that's worth uh, seeking out and checking out. Oh, I'm glad you did. All right. Yeah. All right, going to Letterbox and adding it to my list of movies that Andy keeps telling me I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Steve. Next All up. Right. Next up. Um, so the thing that intrigues me about undercover cop movies is there's always that that balance of personality of I've got to be this person, but I'm pretending to be somebody else and that duality and and. Where do they maintain their identity? And so for my second pick, I'm going with the Keanu Reeves movie about an undercover mm-hmm. cop that is not the one that you expected because he completely loses his identity. He doesn't even know who he is because he's got to wear a fake suit looking like somebody else in a scanner darkly. I that was uh, on my list yeah, as an option. I'm, so. I'm actually good, calling good that call. a steal. That was going to be my oh, next Oh, really? I figured you would go with the other Keanu undercover movie. I can't. I can't. Well, we've talked because about it. rules. Yeah. Oh, rules, rules. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Andy, you're not calling that a steal? I'm not calling it a steal. All right. He's denying the steal. All right. Uh, okay. Well, then I'm going to have to do... I'm just going to have to do another Al Pacino movie, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised okay. I got to round two with this one. Uh, it's, uh, it is uh, Mike Newell film, Hitman this time. Al Pacino, our undercover cop is Johnny Depp. It is Donny Brasco. Anybody? Nothing? That, that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one where I had it and I loved it. And then we got the director's cut. And I'm like, wow, I really vastly prefer the original cut to the director's cut. That's funny. I don't think I've ever seen the director's cut. Yeah. It didn't. Uh, it, it, it lengthened it quite a bit. And I don't feel like it added okay. enough to warrant it. Noted. Interesting, yeah. But it's I will great, never great see film. it. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. It is on my list. Don't see this movie. All and, right. So my that, next that, one. Uh, you got to admit that Johnny Depp, he still had his life together back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. a great movie, though. I love Don Nebraska. Uh For my next pick, I'm sticking in the past, and I'm looking at a film from 1955, directed by Samuel Fuller. It is... House of Bamboo, another noirish type of film that has a, I believe he's a military police officer who goes um, undercover to try finding the identity of um, the the person in this particular gang that has been doing all these robberies. It's uh, it's a really interesting film. Uh, beaut- it looks beautiful. It's shot in, uh, I don't think it's Technicolor, but it's something similar to that. It was all filmed over in Japan. And it just, the whole film just has this lush look to it. It's uh, it's just beautiful. It has Robert Ryan and Robert Stack in it as the two leads. Um, a pretty exciting little film, House of Bamboo. Another solid pick from Andy. Mm. 
Never haven't heard of seen it. it. Never heard of it. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking things up, going for some serious stuff that, uh, son? people aren't, aren't as familiar with. Next week's list, Andy's going to use all Buster Keaton short films. Wow. <laughs> I, I have to say, with that pick, I am delighted to know that I will be able to get in my number one pick because How there's you know? no How way you know? Steve will How? pick it. What? How do you yeah. know? All right, go. Probably. Let's do it. Let's okay, see. yeah, because you know me, I'm always going to have one on my list that's a thing that you know talked about on the show and stuff <laughs> like that. So this was one that uh, JJ and I talked about on Trey the Rewind last year, and it was one that uh, I had high hopes for when I saw trailers, and then it came and went out of theaters, it just disappeared. I think it was one of those we were hoping to get some Oscar attention, and it didn't. But uh, Nicole Kidman in um, this film just gave a really amazing performance uh, as an undercover cop that's trying to rectify sort of sins of the past. And it is just Destroyer is a really powerful film that if you haven't seen, check it out. It's Nicole Kidman like you haven't seen her before. And that's my my number one undercover cop film. I'm glad that you're still recommending it because yeah. it was one that I'm like, um, I, uh, it's been on my list of films that you guys talked about and I yeah. haven't gotten around to it. I'm like, I, I don't know. The trailer is one of those ones where I was like, it looks really interesting. Yeah. But it never quite completely sold me. But now, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. that's just enough of the push I needed. All right. Here, here we go. Either. I get free reign to do this pick. This was the first movie mm. I thought of when we, when I discovered that it was Undercover Cops. And uh, I thought this is going to be, this is going to be my chance to do a non-brewed Cronenberg. Uh, this one is uh, <laughs> Armin Vigo, Vigo Mortensen, mm -hmm. Naomi Watts, Vince Cassell, uh, and Armin Mueller-Stahl uh, in the 2007 gangster film Eastern Promises. Uh, this is a movie that, um, I feel like it is just a different Vigo, and I really liked this Vigo. He is, uh, I think he did, he did great. He's got lots of tattoos, and uh, I just feel like the, the whole, uh, like his whole aesthetic in this movie was something that was super unique, and I love the, the big twist and the reveal at the end of the movie was, um, uh, it was in, I found it enormously satisfying. It's one I keep thinking about, so uh, Eastern Promises, and I, it's, um, and he runs around buck naked. He does. There's a lot of Vigo's Vigo, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so that what an interesting way to do a fight scene. Solid, solid movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I look forward to tackling that and some other Cronenberg. Yeah, in, we should. Yeah. If we ever do like a later the in later life Cronenberg, Cronenberg right. series, right? Very different types of films. All right. Well, Andy. for my final pick. I am uh, not jumping quite that far back as I did for the first two. But this is a film um, uh, that I, I'm just really impressed what, uh, with the films that Gareth Evans has done with The Raid and The Raid 2. I really enjoy just the style of filmmaking, the way he tells them the characters, and especially the fighting, because he's doing, doing some amazing stuff in it. The Raid 2, in particular, uh, you have Officer Rama, who goes undercover to expose some of the corrupt police officials that are working with the various crime families, and 
it, it takes it outside of the building that you had in the first film. This film is just kind of all over, and uh, you have some amazing stuff like the fight scene that's choreographed on the road, and you just watch that uh, as the camera, the behind the scenes of the camera going like through the car windows, uh, through in one window, out the other window. It's just nuts what they do to kind of put this film together. It's a th- an absolute thrill from beginning to end. Something that is definitely worth checking out. My final pick, The Raid 2. Nice pick. When are we going to do all the raids? Um, soon. Good. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> is that on the calendar? <laughs> we're, on, we're on coronavirus time. We could do one a day right, right now, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's it. What a good list. Yeah. Nice list. Do you have any good backups? Uh, I had State of Grace. Um, Gary Oldman, Sean Penn. It was from uh, 1990. Um, God, I haven't even heard of that one. The thing what? is, so oh, Oldman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman was great. Sean Penn was miscast. He was too yeah. young for that movie. And so he's just not quite believable as the undercover cop. Uh, and, I, you know, if, if I had to go there, I was going to drop Infernal Affairs. Because... Oh, really? Amazing. You were going to go there, huh? I was going to go there if Steve hadn't already done a thing. What did I do? That well, you did you? your thing. You did the Destroyer. That was the internal. So you allowed, you and allowed I thought, Pete to not oh, have something yeah. stolen. Oh, oh, okay. and, and I just had I had any of my other ones been stolen. I am so surprised that neither of you were eager to do Serpico or Donnie Brasco. Well, Donnie Brasco was on my list, but I had so many on my list that yeah. it wasn't one that I ended up picking, but it was a backup. I also had Face Off, uh, Narc, um, 21 Jump Street, The Fast and the Furious, Miss Congeniality, Snitch, and Kindergarten Cop. 21 yeah. Jump Street. I hadn't seen that. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys. So funny. Why have you not told me about that movie? Oh, I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. <laughs> and, and, the, so good. and the Both sequel, too. Yeah. You've watched the sequel. I haven't then. watched the sequel yet. That's what? coming. Oh, no, we did that all the time. I watched no, the sequel. That. What? Oh, we did that as a double feature with the as a family movie night because my kids were old enough. And I was like, you have to... You need to watch this. And oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he gets stabbed at the party. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Steve, your backups. <laughs> uh, I, I only covered most of them except for uh, my other Keanu of uh, Point Break. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, it's been selection. so long since I've seen Serpico and Donnie Brasco. I only, think I've only seen Donnie Brasco once, and I don't remember that much about it. Hmm. So, what are we, we going to do this week? What, what, what is it? We are shifting over to our uh, Jean Le Carre series, and we're starting with The Spy Who Came In From the Cold. Okay. There's a very uh, non-James Bond sort of take on the spy movies. Movies with spies, movies that are cold. (laughs) Movies where someone comes in from the cold. Somebody is cold when there is a change in temperature. (laughs) Movies where temperatures are changing from hot to cold. (laughs) Nothing? You guys can't think of any? Hmm. It's not that I can't think of any. I'm just so <laughs> taken, I guess one might say, by your choices. Oh, so <laughs> when I'm like, just giving them pause. Outstanding. <laughs> so um, it, it's Cold War uh, era, right? So yes. it's, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so also Cold has an War. incredible score. Movies with great scores. Like best spycraft movies, best non-James Bond is spycraft it? movies. I don't know. I've never I seen this. I'm guessing... Berlin Wall movies? I don't know. Movies with walls? <laughs> I feel like we should do something that involves the Berlin Wall. Okay, Berlin like that Wall That seems movies, like a you good list it. topic. Okay. Yeah. You got it. Is it a key point in the story? 
Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You got to see this movie. All right. This, this one's a good one. It's a good one. Unlike the other ones Andy tells me to watch. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Forget that Border Patrol movie or whatever it was. <laughs> watch this one. Ugh. Okay. So we have Berlin Wall movies. We have, how about uh, compelling interrogation movies? Something about interrogations. Oh. Mm, okay. What? Interrogation. What? Okay. Movies with interrogations. Okay. Okay. Or should we say, should we define it more? Like movies with, like, um, it can't just be like an interrogation. It needs to be something it's where gotta be it's like kind some of a sort big plot. It's got to be like some sort of an investigation, like a police investigation, interrogation, yeah. right? Well, but or it's not a even spy a police interrogation. Here. Yeah. Just, like an in- we'll just say, intelligence invest- er, interrogation. We'll just say, oh, okay. uh, Important, should we say important or just okay. we'll just say interrogations? We'll figure it out. <laughs> interrogations, okay. Let's one see, more, communism okay. is that something? Um, you know, we've got uh, you know, people falling in love on opposite sides of uh, kind of the, the love political a, divide love across, the, across the wall. Oh, is that what you're saying? The oh, love across the wall go. series. There you go. No, it's not even low. She's on the same side of the wall. She just well, it's an to, ideological wall. Okay, it's an oh, ideological wall. Love across ideological walls. <laughs> okay. So how are you? How are you writing that? That's, that's how I'm writing it. Love across ideological. Or do you walls. say <laughs> political Romeo and Juliet stories? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Love across <laughs> ideological walls. I'm sure Hart has written a song about that. We're going to be fine. <laughs> We're all fine. We're all fine here, mm-hmm, I can yes. tell you. So that will be for uh, the Saturday, April 4th. That show will go live then. All right. There you go. That's I'll good. get that poll up in our Show Talk channel over in Discord. If you'd like to vote on that, you can uh, become a Patreon member and you can jump into that particular channel to cast your vote. How would they become a Patreon member, Pete? Well, they could visit patreon.com slash the next reel if they were so inclined. You know, you're not doing anything else. If you're feeling strong, you should visit patreon.com slash the next reel and see what you can do to help support our motley crew as we continue to podcast through the uh, the pandemic storms. Uh, you can also get, if you are brave, you could order the uh, I Am Patient Zero shirt, right, Steve? Yes, they could do that at the slash merch and wear your coronavirus patient zero shirt. It's not a coronavirus patient zero shirt. It's just no, patient it's zero. It's a biohazard shirt. It's, you know, patient zero. I also put a bunch of uh, Marvel uh, Movie Minute Season 2 stuff up there. Oh, so all, the, all of oh, that all, is available all, now. All the, the hulky green Marvel Movie Minute stuff. Yes, for Season 2. If you're yeah. a fan of Joel Michael Harris's work, uh, he's the guy who did our logo. And it, it's very charming. Yeah, it's great what he did for it and so you can get stickers and mugs and uh shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds you can even get a pillow i think the guys i i put it on a pillow and i think the got <laughs> rob and kyle bought pillows they're big fleshy pillows with their faces cowering in fear we call it the ultimate fear uh line uh of merch so you can get it there too thanks everybody have a good night Ando. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. 
Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.